This is Magic City Soccer. Es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica. This is Magic City Soccer. Este es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica de Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. Let's go, Miami FC. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer. Vamos, Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer. Este es el fútbol de la ciudad mágica de Miami. This is Magic City Soccer. This is Magic City Soccer, your home for everything you need to know about soccer in Miami-Dade County. Hello, soccer fans in South Florida and beyond, and welcome to our show. Uh, skeleton crew tonight going with a two-man operation. Omar is mourning the loss to Sevilla at uh, Old Trafford, so he will be out of commission tonight. It's just me and Drew Hausman. Drew, how you doing, pal? I'm doing excellent, man. This is actually happening. The season is going to start soon. I cannot wait. Yeah, we've got actual factual soccer to talk about. So there, there's a lot in front of us. We've got some, some like legitimate just player acquisition and analysis to, to go over. We have some kind of petty uh, NASL USSF infighting. Uh, we have Open Cup stuff to look forward to, uh, which is related to some of that petty infighting. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot on the docket. A very NASL-y, a very Miami FC kind of lead-in to the NPSL season as a Miami FC 2 gets ready to uh, make its preseason debut. Um, so let's talk about that, and let's talk about the players who are going to be suiting up for the Miami FC. Um, before we do that, because it will kind of be a guide for what we talk about as, as, as well as some other things, um, if you've not been to magiccity.soccer, um, or if you've not been on Reddit, um, go there, go to magiccity.soccer so we get the clicks, but go there and, and check out Drew Hausman's uh, off-season player tracker. Um, it's a really useful tool, and it kind of will help guide this conversation about players that have left the team uh, from last year, and we will talk about some of the acquisitions from this year, but I just wanted to kind of uh, tip the cap to Drew, because that was some really good work. That's right, that's right. It's getting uh, all sorts of uh, views on Reddit, so glad uh, glad I could help. Uh, also, to promote it a little bit, like it, basically players that left, I kind of try to uh, track or go or lead where they're going to, and then uh, some of the new players that we got in, I linked in uh, their player profiles, uh, whether it be through Wikipedia or, uh, spoiler alert, college rosters. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a really, really useful tool. Uh, in fact, I have it pulled up right here. Um, so let's get cracking, shall we? And let's talk about the... We're going to go kind of position by position. We're going to start at the back. Um, goalkeepers. Drew, what changes Nesta has there been, been at the back? <laughs> Uh, at the back, building from the back, Nessa style, there have been uh, no changes. We still have uh, Mario Daniel Vega, uh, Ryan Herman, and Lionel Brown as our backup keeper going into the year. So uh, every everything stayed the same there. That that's the 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 one concrete position we have. So that clearly will portend everything else. No change, but I'm kidding, of course. But yeah, that that is actually, I mean, arguably, as you go into this kind of era of uncertainty. If you're going to pick one area where you want stability, it, it's it's probably at the back with uh, with Vega manning the pipes uh, and with you know competent backups behind him in Herman and Brown. Um, defenders, that's where we start to see some moving and some shaking. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we retained Rhett Bernstein still on the team. Uh, we also picked up uh, Sean Chin, who was a former Fort Lauderdale striker. Uh, he previously was with the uh, Colorado Spring Switchbacks from the USL. Um, we also signed uh, Sean McFarland. You may know him or may not know him as the creator of Family Guy, but um, tremendously talented. Sean McFarland I loved came, him in Cosmos. 
<laughs> he also came from the Colorado Springs Switchbacks in the USL. Uh, the other player we picked up uh, was Tyler Pollock uh, from Cincinnati FC. So we gave them two, and at least we got one back from them. Um, we also kept uh, Tyler Ruthven, who didn't get any playing time last year, but uh, maybe he'll get his chance to shine for us in the NPSL. And uh, I think kind of everybody's favorite uh, center back, the pride of Boynton Beach, uh, Mason Trafford. I mean, there's only one of him, and so if you lose him, then you're you're really in a pickle. Um, he yeah. does have a brother, but there is only one Mason Trafford. Yes, that is unquestionably true. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the the back is, I think, the, the, the further away you get from goal, the more uncertainty you start to face, I think, is, is going to be the trend. Where the, the, the back and the center backs, I mean, the, the goalie and the center backs, you're going to have stability and some familiar faces. Working out from there, that's where you're going to potentially see some new faces contributing, I think. Yeah, and I think that, like you're, like you're saying, the most important thing is we have the, the two main center backs that basically started almost every game last year, so there's there's not a lot of change uh, in that central defensive unit. So uh, we're looking good. I mean, this whole roster is insane considering the talent that we've even picked up. So um, I will let you continue with the midfielders. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's roll on down. And, and there are still a couple of familiar faces in this group. Uh, but there are definitely a lot of new faces to, to make an appearance, although some of them aren't actually that new, if you're familiar with South Florida soccer anyway. And I think uh, I know at least one of them. I'm really excited about to see him back in, in, uh, in you know, uh, a South Florida side where he, he looks to have some stability here with Manny Gonzalez, who we were able to talk to last year uh, when he was on South Florida surf. Um, but, yeah, a lot to go over, Drew. I'll, I'll defer to you there, kind of run down your summary. Well, am I doing all the midfielders? Oh well, I, I, I okay. No, so man, we got Manny. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, we do lots. I thought you were just going to go down the list. Lots of pre-planning. Uh, Manny Gonzalez in. Uh, Stefano Fanfoni, uh, tremendous hair in. Koi Craft in. Dustin Correa in. Uh, familiar faces: Michael Lahood, Dylan Maris, Ariel Martinez, Johnny Steele. Um, those are those are again probably going to make up your core of players. Dylan Maris had a tremendous season last year. Um, Martinez, kind of a super subby type player for us last season. I think that this year he could finally find his footing in this league and, and really be a more consistent, dominant player. Mike LaHood is Mike LaHood. Uh, where LaHood at, he is still going to be in the midfield for Miami FC 2. <laughs> and then Johnny Steele, I think, is the wild card in more ways than one. Oh, yeah. Because he's just kind of a living wild card. Um, but I, I think that Speaking of cards and Johnny Steele, uh, I would take the over-under on red cards. Uh, I would take the over on whatever oh, yeah. it's going to be set. <laughs> I think Johnny Steele was kind of born to play in the NPSL and wreck havoc. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one of the players that you missed mentioning, though, was we also picked up uh, Don Smart from Indy 11. Correct. Who's a, Yeah, he's an experienced NASL vet, and then also uh, he played previously with Dylan Maris in the midfield, so uh, they got a little connection there, so... I guess at the first game, we'll, we'll see if they can rekindle the relationship. Um, one, one of the cool things, I guess, with uh, Dustin Correa, number 11, uh, one of the guys that we signed from FC Edmonton, is that uh, if you recall last year, they had kind of the NASL My City feature, where the uh, Miami had Ariel Martinez on as a feature. Yes. 
Uh, they actually did one for Dustin Correa as uh, for FC Edmonton, and he's part of the Salvadorian national team. So um, one of the rare times you can actually go on YouTube and find kind of a cool interview of a, of a lower league player. So <laughs> <laughs> if you want to find out more information about them, him, it's there. You don't have to watch some uh, weird goal compilation video with a European techno song behind it. So <laughs> I'm sure that's still available. Somewhere that that is still available. Yes, if I think you're really committed result. to that uh, genre, uh, you can find it. But uh, but yeah, it was that that my city feature was actually really interesting on the part of the NASL digital team. Um, I, I thought the ADL one was great, and then and then uh, you're saying this one is fantastic. I'm gonna have to check it out. Uh, I did want to say with Don Smart, um, it's a, a, a bit of a bummer, but it, it is also good at the same time. With the uh, exit of Level Palmer. Um, we are filling our quota of Jamaican uh, players, so I think that'll Don Smart uh, will ingratiate himself with the home crowd uh, in short order. Um, let's head down um, to the forwards, um, and again, it's, uh, uh, stability there. Uh, besides uh, the obvious and unfortunate loss of Stefano Pino, and, and I think everyone that has any connection to this team or this city. Uh, was very pleased to see him score in his debut for Orlando, even though it was for Orlando, not Miami, and uh, very unfortunate to hear of the injury that uh, he's dealing with. So I think we're sending thoughts up uh, the turnpike to him, uh, hoping he can get back on the field soon. But um, Jaime Chavez, uh, Vincenzo Rinella, your main man, uh, still with Miami FC too, and then Ali Hassan, another uh, uh, name that's been heard around these parts before. Yeah, Ali Hassan uh, was with the Fort Lauderdale Strikers for uh, some time, and he also was in one of their, uh, their, their I guess, last playoff run. Um, he's coming over from San Antonio FC, so that's a good addition. But, yeah, man, like, the, the fact that Vincenzo stayed on the team is kind of one of the, the most amazing things about this, this NPSL season. I think if you were to give me... You know, a hundred dollars, and say who's who's going to leave this team in the off season? I would have put it on him for sure, and that would have been my lock. But uh, he's sticking around. I I suspect it's because he just recently got married. Uh, I'm not stalking him, I swear. <laughs> but yeah, a talent like that in the MPSL, um, and especially with Jaime Chavez, also like th- this team is so ridiculously stacked, and it's very clear that we're going to come out with a, a point to prove about uh, kind of what level this team wants to be at and where it should be at despite league sanctioning and everything so um yeah i think we've all kind of discussed maybe at the winwood brewery watch party but there are going to be a couple uh 10 nothing blowouts this season <laughs> yeah i mean it, um, there are a couple of players that uh you know my we we don't have favorites i guess but it, it's hard for me to not have a soft spot in my heart for michael hood because of the way he interacts with the fans and everyone and just the way he, kind of comports himself but and so that led me to believe and hope uh that he would kind of stick around and play through this um but Vincenzo Ranella as everyone knows has become a favorite of this podcast and like you said Drew I would I would have taken any bet of money I think that he would not have been on this roster to start the season uh and and yet here we are and it it, it really does the midfield has the most uncertainty but yet you can put together you know, a pretty solid four that I think you would you would roll with in the NASL um, in 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 the yeah. old days. I think the back line again on on the wings, you're 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 having a little bit less of that stability. But in the center, um, familiar faces through and through. And then the forwards, 
you've got two familiar faces and, and one player in Ali Hassan who knows the ropes of lower level soccer second division. It, it's a it's a really it's a pretty good squad to go into the NASL season with. Um, there's obviously not the full depth that you would have in going in NASL wise, but I mean in, in reality it's it's remarkably good. Yeah, and just just the fact that we picked up so many experienced players, it was it was kind of shocking how they did it because as I was doing the tracker, it was just you know kind of player lost, player lost, player lost. Uh, NASL doesn't get the league sanctioning. Then the next three days, I think like Freeman left and a couple other guys left. Uh, uh, Farfan left, and it, it just kind of all happened quick. And then there was maybe like five or six days where it was like, who's going to be our players? And then just in one day. Uh, <laughs> I won't toot our own horn, but we we pre-released uh, four players exclusively. You know, kind of got the jump on the team, but then just the team just dumped the roster, and I was like, oh man, this is <laughs> considering there's there's only two players that haven't played in uh, USL or NASL that that we picked up is ridiculous. Yeah, it was it it definitely like you said, it kind of just fell out of the sky, um, and I I mean it's great news to go into the season uh, knowing that you have such stability, and I, I think it's. You obviously have to tip Miami FC too as the favorites for the Sunshine Conference um, with the with the roster that they've been able to put together. Yeah, and uh, you know, not to completely disunited, they they got a couple decent signings too. Uh, I think uh, one of their newer guys was a Portland Timbers two player, so they've definitely been looking around and, and stepping up their game as well. But I I just think the amount of firepower. Uh, position for position that we have is is crazy this season um i was also going to say you were talking about Lahood staying earlier uh i mean i think one of the reasons is because he had such an awesome t-shirt made by magic city soccer which is available now through magiccity.soccer it certainly doesn't hurt it certainly doesn't hurt if you come to miami fc you may wind up with your own customized t-shirt um yeah so it was really um you know, it's been really interesting to see all of this kind of develop and shake out. But but here we are again. We're on the the, the precipice. We're on the the edge of diving into uh, another season of soccer around these parts, which is which is always exciting to be able to say. Um, and first games on Sunday. It's it's right around the corner. Preseason game, but yes, right, yeah. But I mean, they're going to be out there kicking the soccer ball around. I'll, I'll take it. Um, yeah, preseason game this Sunday, um, uh, March 18th, 11 a.m. at the Bob, uh, Bobcat Field at St. Thomas University. Uh, Drew, wow. oh, that was good. You're, you're a cat. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you've had you've had practice. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, what what are you looking? For? Obviously, it's the first game uh, of the preseason in a new league with all these different kinds of uncertainty developing. Um, what are you looking for in this game? Um, I, I think it's going to be one of those, you know, we're playing Weston FC, so I think there's going to just be a lot of player rotations. I wouldn't be surprised if we did, uh, you know, completely subbed out the squad at the half and put in another squad. So, uh, you know, also, I, we didn't really mention in this specific podcast, but with a new coach too, so yes. uh, everything is kind of, kind of mixed up, but, um... You know, typically the first preseason game, you'll get uh, a 45 and then complete roster change in a 45. So um, I'm kind of excited to see who is 
who's going to be on, you know, if, if, if the A team is going to come out and then like a B team or how that's going to be set up. Cause typically you run your A's and then all B's come in and you let kind of them mix up. But I kind of want to see where he picks some of these players, uh, as the A or B squad. Um, other than that, man, I, I, I expect just a dominant performance and I'm so happy that I can actually watch a game. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, I think the closer we've gotten, the the more excited I've gotten about it. And, and we've talked about it before. You know, we are, or at least I am, uh, and I bet we are for sure. We are fans of local soccer. Uh, we are fan. We are fans of this team, Miami FC. But we are fans of local soccer. And so the the, the difficulty in all of this is now there are rivalries and and uh, confrontations that you never really anticipated on having to deal with. But the plus side of it is there's now just so much more soccer to throw yourself into and watch and enjoy. And, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a really fun, interesting couple of months. I, I, I think I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, man. I, I started fiending, like, last month, and I, I went to the Romero Cup. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, yeah, I went to the, the preseason and saw Miami United and uh, FC Kendall and, and all those guys at Kendall Soccer Park, which... Uh, it was a pretty interesting thing, but um, going going into this, like I was kind of like, damn, like all these all these uh, lower division teams are kind of getting the, getting the swing of things. And we're a little late on it, but uh, this preseason schedule looks pretty good. I'm happy that we're playing FC Kendall. Um, I was kind of trying to troll the team or hoping they would play uh, the Reese Brothers team. Uh, I still can't pronounce that. Himmeranshi. I believe it's Himmershi. Himmershi. Yeah, I'm so bad at that, but. Uh, their season is, I think it's the Gulf Coast League. I'm, I don't know, but uh, their season was just ending, so I was like, oh, this would be the perfect matchup because you got these guys, uh, these kind of young amateur team, fan-made, uh, in form, but didn't happen. But, um, man, Sunday, March 18th is going to be fun. I'm also offering a bounty. If anybody, player or fan, that is there that vomits anything green, they're going to get a special prize from me. Oh, wow. You, you got... You got- Wheels within wheels here. You got real, uh, we, real entertainment at every turn. Uh, at, yeah, yeah. At the Bob I mean, on Sunday. <laughs> I mean, I've day already... after St. Patrick's Day, eleven a.m. The the heat wave is coming back in. I I think there's going to be some strugglers. Yeah, that's already been. Oh, is it going to be hot on Sunday morning? Oh yeah. Oh boy. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> hydrate. Make sure you're hydrating, please. Um, so yeah, let's um, let's talk a little bit. About you want to move into the open cup discussion and the, the, the spat that's well, kind of developed with that, or uh, I mean, uh, we'll just go. I'll quickly run through the other uh, preseason games. I kind of oh, touched on do. them, yes. but um, yeah, Sunday, March twenty fifth. Uh, it's at seven p.m. We are playing the St. Thomas Bobcats uh, at Bobcat Field. Road game. Um, yeah. <laughs> Saturday, March March thirty first, we're playing uh, FC Kendall uh, at seven p.m. I cannot make that game, and it breaks my heart. But uh, I think that's probably going to be the the best preseason game we have. Um, and then Sunday, April eighth, we are playing the Soccer Institute of Monterdude Academy. Uh, I have no clue what that is. Wait, Monterdude? I probably mispronounce that but it's something like that <laughs> um yeah, they also work. beware i'm calling out the team right now there's an error on the website and it says both our st thomas game and the fc kendall game is on the 25th so 
uh, whoever's the webmaster over there, I'm calling you out. Fix it. Um, Fix it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'm definitely excited about that, that FC Kendall game. I feel like FC Kendall's really been on the come up um, the last... Ooh, solid transition. Yes, I feel like FC Kendall... Uh, Ken, or Kendall... No, okay. Yeah, you're right. Another mistake on the Miami FC website, they refer to it as Kendall FC, but it is FC Kendall. Uh, they've really been on the come up, especially because they will be playing in the 2018 Lamar Hunt Memorial U.S. Open Cup competition, uh, joining um, joining three other local squads who will be make, uh, making the tournament. Um, all of these teams qualified through either winning their conferences, in the case of Miami United, uh, or <laughs> in the case of qualifying through entry, or I'm sorry, NFC Miami City, uh, or qualifying through kind of entry tournaments at the amateur level level with uh, Red Force and FC Kendall, um, FC Kendall, and FC whoa, Miami. Whoa, 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 whoa! Miami yeah. United qualified, which we broke. Oh yeah, that's true. Fusion folded. Yes, my apologies. So, under normal circumstances, Miami Go back United and this all. would have qualified by winning their conference, but they didn't. But Miami Fusion folded, and Miami United was awarded the spot vacated by the now defunct Miami uh, Fusion, which we did break on our website. I'm very good at promoting our stuff, as you can tell. Uh, I forget <laughs> about it. But I believe, and I, I could be wrong here, uh, I believe FC Miami City and FC Kendall are making their Open Cup debuts. Miami City, I feel like maybe I think I think it. Kendall got into it under your, when they were Uruguay. Yes, that's true. Because that is to be, yeah. Yes, that is entirely possible. Uruguay Kendall, I believe, has played, but since their rebrand, I don't believe they've been in. Uh, Miami United has been in before, which we talked about before. Um, and Red Force, if you've uh, you know been on our website, we we had a pretty good uh, coverage of their game against South Florida Surf last year. Whereas the aforementioned uh, uh, Manny was spoken to after that game. Um, What's interesting about this is something that we knew, um, but something that is stands out. Uh, Miami FC two or Miami FC are not in the Open Cup because they are there is no Miami FC uh, playing this year, and Miami FC two are in a conference that they didn't win and didn't play in last year. Uh, and this was a point of great frustration to Miami FC. Again, they they knew this was coming. Everyone largely knew this was coming, but the official. Open Cup Handbook was released today. Um, I want to read from the statement the club released, which was very detailed about all the legal proceedings that have led up to this. Um, This from Miami CEO Sean Flynn. It is a sad and troubling day for the Miami FC and its fans. The notion that the USSF would deny this club and other NASL clubs re-entry to the historic US Open Cup is maddening and inexcusable. Um... The club continues, our path to ultimately compete in FIFA's Club World Cup is now blocked by our own federation, a path that professional clubs and every other FIFA member country around the globe has access to. And Flynn went on from there. Uh, We will have more of a a write-up on this on the website uh, tomorrow, which for us, you're probably listening to it today. It'll be on Thursday. Uh, I will kind of summarize what Sean spoke about and wrote about in that statement, but Drew, what do you take away from looking ahead to the Open Cup here? Obviously, the positive of four local sides making it and competing for Dade County sides being in it, uh, and the negative of Miami FC not being able to participate. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for all the teams being in it. I know last year, I think we did our, our 
Miami Soccer Week where we ended up going, uh, I believe, five or six games combined with PDL Open Cup and NPSL. Yes. And NASL. Yeah, that was madness. But I'm glad, you know, we got we got four slots in it. Uh, all those teams are pretty solid. So um, it should be an exciting time. And, and obviously Miami FC is not in it, or rather Miami FC 2. But... Uh, from what I see, you know, we can get a USL team. One of those four teams are eventually going to end up playing a USL team. Uh, hopefully, for some crazy reason, they get the home field advantage or we can bring a USL squad over and uh, beat the crap out of them. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a great thing having this many local teams in this kind of community getting into the Cup because some other cities, you know, they'll be lucky if one or two of their other uh, amateur or lower division sides get in. Um, as far as Miami FC, I, I mean, I think we even spoke about this in another podcast that I think we pretty much just stated, like, what's, you know, there's no way to get in. I think kind of a lot of the people that know the, the league and the Open Cup a bit just looked at it and was like, yeah, this this isn't happening no matter what. Um, uh, I mean, it's, it's I, I don't know who the team is mad at, but, you know, uh, the open cup rules are pretty strict you know and when even when uh clubs change leagues they take away sanctioning so even if we went into npsl as an nasl still existed but even if miami fc one went into npsl we wouldn't get that qualification spot so kind of all the rules were against us there was no kind of loophole or any trickery or way in that we thought of i i think it was just a matter of not having a backup plan or anything and kind of maybe being a bit too optimistic, which is kind of the the story of how the NASL collapsed last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say... it's uh, all, I would, all I would say is the, uh, the, the, the dog with the house on fire and the cup of coffee that just says everything's all right. Yeah, this is fine. As, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, is uh, fine, yeah. Is uh, bursting into flames around you. Um, Here's what I would say. Clearly, the club knew this was coming. Everyone knew this was coming. It was a fait accompli. But I think they're they're raising this point because of the fact that it sucks. It, that if the Federation had simply done nothing, Miami FC would be in this tournament this year. But because of the decertification that took place, they're not. And that ultimately means that the players that the team is paying for and... The, the, that the players that are putting in the work on the field, they don't even have a chance at this win. Again, all things having been equal, they should have. Um, it's unfortunate, and obviously the team is going to be very displeased with that, but it's one of those things where, I guess the best way to put it is that's life. That's the way this works, and as you said, the Federation is notoriously picky and, and sticklers about this. Uh, Miami United situation is actually very... Uh, Unique in terms of a team that really probably shouldn't have gotten in, but is getting in because of the way this all shook out. Um, yeah, so it, it's it's unfortunate. It's especially because this team and FC Cincinnati had such a magical run last year that was so good for the sport and good for the sport down here locally and good overall. Um, and now one of those teams just doesn't have a chance to match it at all. That sucks. Yeah, and I think if FC Cincinnati didn't go on their cup run and beat us, I think there would be more traction uh, within the United States for kind of the complaint. 
saying like, whoa, hold on, these guys had like an amazing run, but at the end of the day, kind of Cincinnati uh, overlapped us and had a, you know, bit of a better performance in the cup, made it, what was it, just one round more, but um, yeah, I think that's kind of taking away from all the kind of kick they're trying to put into it, but I, I think most people just, or a lot of people from the get-go just saw this and was like, this isn't happening. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it, was... it sucks too. Like I agree that the rules should be different, and if 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 you qualified based on a league you were previously in next the pre- that you were previously in the next year, you should be able to qualify. Like if the you know because everything else, all the MPSL stuff and the U uh, and the and the USL uh, not USL uh, PDL stuff is all based on the previous year's performance. So based off our previous year's performance. Not only just winning both halves of the league, but just being in Division Two, we would have auto qualified. So right. it sucks because I wish the you know kind of like a olive branch would have been extended from the the soccer federation. That's what I was going to say. They obviously had to let Puerto Rico come in, but it's like, hey man, just just throw these teams in it. Like it, based off last year, the league they were playing in and their performance, you know, just throw them in even in the even in the early rounds, the the MPSL PDL rounds. Don't. You don't necessarily throw them in with the Division 2s, but uh, stuff like that, I just don't think there's that much interest in p- rulemaking on that side <laughs> to where they care. I I can't... Everything you just said was my whole view on all this, where yeah, in a like just and fair and reasonable world, what you do is you say, look, y'all, are, y'all got decertified... That's a, a league issue, not necessarily a team issue. I know all these things are married together, but that's a league issue, not a team issue. You come into this year's tournament because you would have been qualified, and the next year you have to qualify on your own merit, period. But this year you come in, even if there was like an NASL team tournament for the spot and you only allowed one NASL team in, to, that would have been the reasonable thing to do is to say, all right, you got a shot. And whatever you can do. Oh, and all three teams would have taken that shot, too. What's that? All three teams would have played in that tournament, too. Oh, in a heartbeat. In an absolute heartbeat. Totally. Um, But we're not dealing with a just and fair situation, and the Federation's approach to the league and the teams involved with it is screw you, basically. And as you mentioned before, they can do this not only because they have the power of the Federation behind them. But because the way they do administer their rules with this particular matter is strict. And so they would have to be lenient in order to make this happen. And they have no real precedent of doing that. And so they get to take a swipe at the NASL and not have it go to court and not have it be a big issue because that's just the way things work. Okay, well then, we're going to do that. Thank you very much. Have a good life. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bummer. It, it, it's a bummer. And, and there are clubs that have players that expected to qualify for the tournament this time last year based on the rules as were written, and now they can't. And it just sucks. Yeah, the, on, the only other thing, and I I've, I don't know if I brought this up on the podcast or just, uh, I think it was at the Winwood Brewery, but I was probably just rambling. But <laughs> um, the, the fact that the PDL left, what is it, the USA SA? Yes. So technically they're no longer sanctioned by them, but all the open cup slots are I think awarded through the USASA so that therefore like if you really want to be a jerk at it and look at it, the PDL shouldn't be able to participate in this tournament. Right. That's the only other thing I can like mirror to our situation where I'm like, "Wait, you're 
sort of bending the, you know, like, I'm not going to read the whole entire rule book, but <laughs> what it seems like is they're kind of sort of bending the, the rules, of the law. and they're like, yeah, they're like, all right, PDL, like, you can come in, you're staying in this, they're staying in the same league, which I think is the main thing, but they're no longer, they left the sanction, I don't know, it's just, it's, just it's like they picked the house up off its foundation, moved it to a new foundation, put the house down, where it's like, it kind of looks the same, but in reality, it's in a different place, and it's now supported in a different way. Yet, it's yeah. as though, to the Federation, nothing changed. Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just, it's, I, I, I'm super happy um, that uh, Miami FC, I mean, that, that Miami, that Miami-Dade County, has these four teams in. It's such a really tremendous achievement, and hopefully we get even more in somehow going forward. Um, but it is, it is a bummer that you feel the team that would have the best shot at getting the farthest is stifled, not because they like lost a game they shouldn't have, but because the Federation is basically shutting them out. That that sucks. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm really into, the FC Kendall story. I think is tremendous. I really hope they have a Christos FC type run in them, considering they had to fundraise to get to Nashville to play the game to get them in. Um, that that's such a great story, which I was actually reminded by because uh, Mike Ryan of the Dan Levitard Show was uh, gleefully tweeting about them a couple days ago. And I was like, wow, that's right, FC Kendall. Kendall stand up. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's exciting times where you're, you're starting to see kind of local soccer identities form in Dade County, even within the county. Um, I think that's exactly what we need is, is the, the support within the county uh, for everyone, but at the same time those kind of hyper-local rivalries and local, you know, uh, local contests to really get things boiling. Yeah, for sure, and I think even last year, what was it? Uh, Miami United ended up playing. I think it was the was it the Armada under twenty threes or was it the Armada full squad? I don't remember. But yes, they played Boca I mean, and then Jacksonville under twenty three. I think. Yeah, and I mean, all all it takes is, I mean, I think stuff will really kick off if we can just get like one of those solid games and kind of get that Cinderella story going. Um, but who knows? That that was Miami. That was Miami FC last year. You know, everybody yep. kind of started paying attention after the Orlando victory, and then that Atlanta game was bananas. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I think we've gone over this a billion times. The the FC Cincinnati game got rained out, and yeah. then we came back and lost. But uh, it's just unfortunate scheduling and weather conditions. But I mean, that's that's really kind of what launched everything last year. Yeah, and it's it, that's what I was. When that, that press release went out and, and the photo on it was of that Atlanta game, uh, fans for that game, I was just thinking, like, man, what a, what a turn of events. What a, and it, it's the NASL. We all knew this was a possibility at any given time. <laughs> but, man, considering the momentum that exists at that point, if you had gone to someone at that point, after that goal, 10 minutes after that goal, and said, you know, FC Cincinnati, you're going to draw and lose to him. You're going to wind up not even getting to the soccer bowl, and then the NASL is going to fold. It would have been inconceivable. There was so much positive energy and momentum going forward. So, uh, yeah, just have see that all kind of dissipate was really unfortunate. Yeah, I, and you know, I don't want to even start the, the the speculation, but hey, if we <laughs> if we could win the NPSL Sunshine Conference, we're guaranteed that spot for the next year. So. Uh, regardless of if we can get the one team back running or if we're just Miami FC 2 for a couple more years. But uh, I guess that's the incentive to win the league this year. Yeah. 
most most certainly, you know, we this is the life of an MPSL team is to try to claim that Open Cup slot, and I think that's what Miami FC has their eyes firmly set on. They want to win the league, obviously, but they want to win the league, especially because of the potential treasure that it might hold. In Chattanooga, we coming for you. <laughs> you heard that? We're coming up there, Tennessee. Um, I'm sorry, Chattahooligans. Yeah. More like Chattahooligans. Got him, roasted. Yeah. <laughs> sick, <laughs> sick bird. Um, so, um, Open Cup, we're still a couple months away before that really starts kicking off, or I guess maybe a month and change. Um, but, yeah, that's something to keep an eye on down here locally. Um, what else we got? Drew? We're going to cover the shit out of it. Yeah, you know, that's our baby. We <laughs> love, we love, freaking love the Open Cup. We talk about it like it's going out of business. Um, so, yeah, you'll hear more about that going forward. Uh, let's see. What what else is there to cover? Have we, we touched all our bases? Um, yeah, I think so. I, I, I think as we're doing this, Miami United is having a live press conference and Q&A on uh, Facebook. I believe it just wrapped up a couple because, minutes ago. Yeah, we're a pre-recorded podcast, but uh, if you want to kind of look at some of our competition or you're interested in Miami United, you can probably check out the recorded version of that. Yes, uh, so you can check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash MiamiUnitedFC. Uh, on their page, they had a Q&A session with uh, Tomas Granito, Nicholas Gorbasov. Uh, yeah, Gorbasov, sorry, mispronounced that. And uh, uh, Gerardo Reynoso, who's the new head coach of the squad, um, sat them down, I think, for a good long while. It looks like some good comments and questions got thrown in there, 47 different comments. So looks like they were chatting for a while. Um yeah, it's a, it, they, it's a good job kind of engage with your fan base, get people to know the new faces. Um, yeah, I would probably hope and expect Miami FC maybe does something like that soon. The other squads, there's no reason. I mean, good Lord, if we can get a live stream going on the Internet, anyone can. Uh, so <laughs> there's, there's no excuse. Um, yeah, so uh, we will expect um, as we get going in the preseason this week uh, and as kind of things progress forward, um, you'll be hearing from us more as we get kicked off uh, for the, the the actual playing of the game, and especially as we get into the regular season. Uh, we have something fun in mind for Sunday. That's not a promise uh, that it will actually work or get off the ground. Um, but keep your eyes and ears peeled uh, on Twitter at Magic City Soccer and on Facebook uh, at Magic City Soccer because we, we might have something interesting for Sunday. Um, stay tuned. Um, besides that, I don't even know what that is, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be following on Twitter. Yeah, well, well, well I'll, I'll I'll give you the sneak peek, Drew. I like you, so I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> you in. Again, this may not happen at all, and by may I mean there's a good possibility it may not happen, but uh, there there's a fun idea that we we might have in mind. Um, I mean, I've I've fireworks here. If you guys need me to bring something out, oh, well, way to blow it, Drew. Yeah, we, we're, we're gonna set off. You know that video you saw once of that fireworks factory on fire and it just all exploding at once. <laughs> Um, that's what we have in mind. So, you know, <laughs> all right, that's it. We're canceled now. Way to go. Um, Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, again, just check out magiccity.soccer where our, our stuff can be found. Um, Lee Ethan's with a provocative article about the future of Miami FC up within the last couple of weeks. Um, as I said, we'll have a recap of kind of the Open Cup looking forward and how it's going to impact um, Miami FC and the other local teams. Um, and besides that, I think it's maybe about time to say goodbye. What do you think, pal? I think so. Uh, just make sure to 
maybe review us on whatever platform you listen to yes. us on. Uh, also on Twitter, if you follow at Magic City Soccer, uh, send us any sort of question. Uh, no matter how ridiculous it is, we'll probably try to answer it or try to research an answer to it. Um, yeah. Oh, I know what I forgot, and I actually wanted to mention this at the top of the show, and I am the worst promoter, and so that explains why that happened. Um, if you're not already aware, um, and you're going to have a tiny window to act on this, um, if you're listening to us sometime between midnight on Wednesday and about 11 a.m. on Thursday, uh, but as we've referenced before, we're all soccer fans, duh, but uh, we're all, we have a diversity of interests in sport, and that includes for both myself, Drew, and Omar, uh, the University of Miami Hurricanes, who have qualified for the NCAA tournament. Whoop, whoop. Uh, by the time you listen to this, they may already Whoa, be eliminated. Hurricanes basketball. Hurricanes basketball, that's true. Drew's a weird creature. But Hurricanes basketball, we're, we're all on the same page. And in kind of celebration of them making the tournament, we are running our own bracket challenge on uh, ESPN. Um, if you go to ESPN and search for Magic City Soccer, you can find us, or you can go to Twitter, uh, and uh, you'll see a tweet with a link to ESPN. Uh, so far, we, we've got a pretty good number of people playing, but we want to get more people in. There's some good prizes available. Um, uh, shout out to the folks at Sh- Soccer Shape. Um, we got a $25 gift certificate for, I think, a class at Soccer Shape. Um, we got a gift certificate for um, Soccer Locker. Um, I think you can have a hearty handshake for me. I think that's maybe last place. Um, if you come in last, that's a booby prize. Um, but yeah, me, Drew, Omar, we're all in on it, and uh, I know the, the. I think we got a Lemon City bracket from the uh, from the the group over at Lemon City. Um, yeah, so they'll they'll be some the, good. The good thing too is if you join the Lemon City one, you could just import your bracket to them. Yeah, so you so you don't have to refill it out. Two birds, one stone. Uh, yeah. yeah, so go go and have fun. I don't think we really actually get anything about you out of you playing or not, but it's just a fun thing that we thought people might enjoy to kind of mix our interests especially you know celebrate local excellence down here um yeah so go ahead and check that out uh and now i think so wait who do you have winning uh oh boy who no we're I not have? done yet who do you have winning who do i have winning <laughs> okay so i went through and picked my bracket so I, I, shocking admission i think this is the first time i have ever filled out a bracket like this like a competitive bracket when i was a kid i would because i'm a tremendous nerd I would just fill out the bracket as the games went on because it was like 1996 and the internet wasn't readily available in my house. Um, and so right, right. I always enjoyed filling it out after the fact. And then once the internet happened, I just kind of went away from brackets altogether. Um, I will tell you, the the team I have winning the championship is Villanova. Um, I'm very high on the Wildcats. Um, yeah, I, 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 think, I think they're going to make another run at it. I will tell you in my bracket, I have picked a 16 over a 1. Um, I'm a big believer in Penn. Um, I think they are the team to break the jinx of the 16. I think it's going to happen this year. Color me an eternal optimist, but I think this is the year number one goes down. I have Virginia winning. They had they had that injury, though. They had a pretty significant injury. I'm spooked off them. They'll probably still win every game like 35 to 30. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think my final, it's both teams have under 50 points where you have to guess the finals for it. Oh, God. Um, no, I I basically hated the majority of teams <laughs> in this, <laughs> this year and where they got seated. Like, Seton Hall, eh, UM, eh, Oregon didn't make it. I was like, all right, whatever. All I've seen is ACC games for the majority of this year, so I ran off with it. 
I have the hall making it out of... Okay, this will tell you how... You may judge my bracket based on this. You may like it, but you may also judge it. Uh, I have the hall making it to the Sweet 16. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, I because I have Penn beating Kansas, uh, I think they're going to kind of... Kind of blow their energy on that game and i think hall will be able to pick them off um so yeah and then i have them kind of uh, falling out gracefully in the sweet 16 but yeah my bracket i think is a mess but when i get to the end of it i still do have a lot of chalk so i feel like i've covered my bases i want a crazy chaotic beginning and then a bunch of regular teams getting into the final yeah yeah all right so that's magic city soccer with your ncaa uh tournament and bracket pick talk preview 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 um but i i mean honestly by the time they listen to this it'll be too late yeah we're gonna look like big old (laughs) a-holes don't know a damn thing about basketball that's exactly what's gonna happen this is a huge mistake i think my coworker joined our uh if if you all know mario from day brigade he joined the uh he joined the tournament and i think he has providence in rhode island going to like the final four or something so uh, (laughs) Hey, I'm high on Providence. You could easily win. I I think I have Providence in the Sweet 16. I really like them in the the Big East tournament, like legitimately. So I I think I have them going to the Sweet 16. So me and Mario ride together. I don't have Rhode Island. Uh, That's a bridge too far, but but I was big on Providence. So uh, he he and I will live and die together. Shouts out to my buddy Steve, uh, choosing UM to lose in the first round. So yeah, there's some interesting other teams there. There are other uh, players in the... We'll prove it to him. We're going all the way, baby. This is our year. Bruce Brown's <laughs> coming back. We're going to go take the championship, Villano- lose it to Villanova in the final. That's what I'm predicting. Changing my bracket right now. <laughs> I don't even know if that's possible. Um, all right, so let's wrap this up before we start breaking down uh, RPI of uh, each of the teams in the tournament. Um, he's at It's Houseman, LOL. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Matthew S. Bunch. On Twitter, you can find our podcast, our website, our whole deal at Magic City Soccer on Twitter and Facebook, uh, or visit us at magiccity.soccer. Uh, Drew, any last words? Hoody hoo! I think that says it all. Uh, for Drew Houseman, I've been Matthew Bunch, and until next time, go Miami FC and go Miami Soccer. See everybody Sunday. Don't puke up too much green stuff. Just pull out enough to win. <laughs>